Tonight, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misik is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, tonight at 9, 8 central on CBS. Tonight, it's the CBS original comedy, The Neighborhood. I need at least a month to prepare for a debate, not six hours. Actually, it's four hours. <laughs> no, my watch is broken, too. With Cedric the Entertainer, Max Greenfield, and guest star Wayne Brady. You gotta fund the schools or graduate fools. I stole all my lines. Look, don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, well, what is it? Okay, so I don't have a plan. A new episode of The Neighborhood. You're gonna have to give them a show. Tonight, 8, 7 central on CBS. Sports Radio FNZ back with you on a Monday, kicking off a brand new work week. The possibilities are endless. Attack the week. This is me, you know, doing my best uh, football coach impression. I, I hope that Will Healy appreciates that because he is a, 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 just a endless spring of optimism, of enthusiasm, and we talk to coach every Monday to kick off the final hour of the show. Will Healy, how are you, buddy? You got the halftime speech versus out. <laughs> no, you're in. Love it. I love it. I'm, how are things going over there? How's practice? Uh, how, you got momentum yet? Yeah. Uh, I, and, uh, we talked about it last week, but I, to me, it's just when you're – it seems like every day that goes by, uh, it seems more and more normal, like you're getting closer and closer. And so uh, I think the first couple, you know, maybe the first week even, it was, hey, let me address all the situations going on out there. Um you know, you're able to get a schedule finalized. You're able to tell them what's going to go on from an eligibility perspective, and they're locked in. They've been awesome. Uh, we had a really good scrimmage Saturday. Uh, gave them yesterday off, and had, just had some meetings last night, and uh, did a, did a lot of indie uh, individual work this morning. So uh, they've been great, man. It's been it's been so much fun. Well, if, if week one against App, you come out first offensive series. You got to script. I know you script these plays. First play, well, like what are you doing? What? Oh, take me through it. I know you're visualizing that first series against App State. Flea flicker, man. Like double reverses, pass. I mean, <laughs> whatever play you want to pick, pick it. I mean, all you got to do is just kind of scroll your finger down the the play call sheet. Whatever you want to call, it, we'll run it. Okay, cool. Uh, don't don't tempt me, Coach. Uh, you know I'll take you up on that. You mentioned uh, eligibility there a couple of minutes ago, and and I, I know it's a little bit different for you, but I, I think you absolutely have great perspective on this. I was reading Lane Kiffin last week saying any kid who plays in a conference that's canceled football to this point ought to be allowed to transfer, you know, to wherever they want to go because it's just fair to do it that way. What do you think? Well, it's easy to say when you're playing, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure I'd feel different if I was in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or Mountain West, Mac, you know, I, I saw something today where Franklin was uh, was wanting to push for 20 hours a week and, and keep it kind of a normal season for, for the Big Ten. And, look, I, I mean, whatever side you're on, it's just kind of like what you're selling and recruiting. Uh, you know, you're going to do whatever is going to help your school. But, I mean, I, I think that in January they're going to give you an opportunity to be a one-time transfer anyway. I mean, what does it really matter if, if you give a guy an opportunity to go play? I thought about this, honestly. If we weren't going to play, and I had a guy walk into my office and say, Coach, 
will you help me with a transfer waiver to go play, you know, a, a senior or whatever? Because like, so much is still up in the air whether you can even play in the spring. Hey, I want to go play football somewhere. How would I respond as a coach? And I came to the senses of, if a guy wants to go play, I need to help him go play. Yeah. And I thought I was going to be able to give that opportunity to him here, but I, but I wasn't. And so, you know, let me let me go help him. And whoever wants to stay, stay, and and we'll be fine. But you know, I think it makes sense. I just think you're going to have coaches say whatever is going to help their program at that time. And obviously, Lane wants to get some players from the Big Ten and Pac-12 to come transfer to Ole Miss. So I see why he's saying Yeah. Will Healy, head football coach, Charlotte 49ers. He's with us on the Technicom guest line. I, I, do you, I know that we all would prefer to be living in normal times where we're not thinking about whether or not games will be played in empty stadiums, but that is where we are right now. You know, from a, a coaching perspective, knowing that so much, you know, rides on being able to, to get this season played, and it's a very, very – I mean, you've got to thread the needle. You know, to get this season played and do so successfully, would you almost rather play in empty stadiums this fall to ensure or to give yourself a better chance of finishing, or do you want to see people allowed into these stadiums? Look, I, I understand from a health perspective, whatever the right decision is is what we'll go with. But I, I wouldn't. I mean, I want fans in the stands. Um, I, you know, one of the questions I've had to answer is, "Hey, coach." My mom has seen me play every game since I was a five-year-old. You know, is she going to be able to come watch me play? And I want that for our players. I want my family to be able to, to be here. I want fans at practice. See, I, want to, I want to be able to get back to that. But I understand we're in crazy times. And, if you know, if our medical professionals don't think that's the safest thing to do, then we'll go with it. But I think you got to practice that. You know, I, I mean, I'm a big, you know, music guy in practice. And let's create some energy and, Look, if you're going to be playing in an, in an empty stadium, you're not going to have music playing unless it's a dead ball, you know, timeout. And and so you better be able to create your own energy. And and we've talked about that a bunch as a group of, look, if this place is empty, what kind of energy can you create? And so every day in practice, you better be uh, doing things that you think are going to help with that because that's a big part of how we play. Um, and so we're working on that now. Coach, I just I'm curious because there's been so much discussion about the possibility of spring football seasons, not just the Big Ten and Pac-12, but I mean for months we've been wondering could that work, and and you got a lot of people saying it's irresponsible, you can't do that, you can't ask these guys to play two full football seasons in a single calendar year. Where do you come down on that? If they had canceled our season, I'm I'm on here talking about how we can play in the spring. Yeah, if they haven't. Uh, I think it makes sense that you're asking a lot of guys playing. Let's say. You, you, you play at Alabama, and you expect to be in a national championship game. You know, so that's, that's 15 games in a season you could be playing. Well, let's say they shrink it to 8 or 10 in the spring. You could be talking about 23, 25 games in an eight-month period for some college players, and that's a lot to ask of them. You know, um, I, I just think that the other thing about it to me is, Look, we had 15 guys miss multiple spring practices because of flu-like symptoms. Like, viruses don't just go away in the spring. And, I mean, shoot, Marcus West, I, I, he, um, he missed 10 days, uh, you know, as our co-defensive coordinator with flu-like, flu-like symptoms. So, I mean, we, we deal with a lot of these virus conditions. Uh, you know, if you don't feel great, stay at home. Some of the protocol we're using with COVID is what we use in the spring anyway because the flu is so prevalent. So I would worry about that as well. All right. So you, you've got a pretty 
pretty tough schedule. Like, I mean, I think it was already tough, but you've got now App State on the schedule. You pick up Carolina, who cracked the top 25 today with the initial release of the AP poll. Uh, Duke, obviously, is going to be a very tough opponent. But I'm, I'm looking at this and saying that I, I know ODU has shut down fall sports, and I, I've missed this, so maybe there's been an announcement. What do you do to fill that hole on the schedule? Well, I think right now, uh, I mean, originally we looked at a September 5th date. Uh, we even talked to App about a September the 5th date with where we are right now as a county and a state. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to try to do one on September 5th. It was going to be before we started school. You know, they weren't going to allow fans. And I mean, we even talked about Bank of America, something like that. That did It ended up not making a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, so September 5th was kind of off the table, and now with us moving – school back virtually uh, to October 1st, you know, I, I think that we're going to, November 14th is the date we're supposed to play Old Dominion. We're going to leave it open. I think a couple things could happen. You could have a game rescheduled, or if everything goes to plan, uh, you could still pick one up. And and I think what you're going to end up happening, what, what's going to end up happening is people are going to be wanting to play that week anyway, whether they had a game canceled or you get some FCS schools that are going to want to try to get kind of a spring practice in before they hit the ground running in the spring or you know maybe the chances look bleak of playing in the spring so you have a, a couple teams trying to play a couple games so uh leaving that date open november 14th i don't think is a bad deal right now we'll just get the right matchup and we're going to still try to play 12 games or if we're beat up and we don't feel like it's right for our guys to do it or get an outbreak or whatever then then you get some time to uh to kind of regroup Will Healy, head football coach, Charlotte 49ers. He's with us on the Technicom hotline. Does, at least in theory, does not having people on campus, students on campus, make football easier? Well, I, I'm, I'm not advocating that these guys don't need to go to classes. I've never been a big fan of online classes mm-hmm. because I want our guys to have the student-teacher interaction. I want them to you know, every professor to know who our players are. They sit on the front two rows. They don't have, you know, hoods on or cell phones out or whatever it may be. Uh, I I love that. You know, I've never been an advocate of online classes. Does it make it easier? Absolutely. I mean, anytime you can say, I'm, you know, I'm I'm talking about giving you a, uh, taking 31,000 people out of their lives for another week uh, or, or months, you know, it makes it easier. I mean, it, it's the same thing you worry about with parties and what you're seeing across the country at some of these universities when students get back on campus is, I mean, they're 18 to 23 years old and, and they're going to go to fraternity parties and they're going to have house parties. And uh, it's just, it's it's more things that our guys could get involved with. Uh, so without a doubt, from a football perspective, which is not the most important perspective by any stretch, it makes it easier for us to be able to keep them in some sort of a bubble. Yeah, I'm with you, Coach. Now, you you have, before I let you go, you've been putting some guys in the NFL. This program has been putting guys in the NFL the last couple of years. How much potential NFL talent do you have on this roster right now? We got some guys. They got to have a good year. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we've got a couple. Um, you know, what's going to make it interesting is when you give, give these guys another year of eligibility. Um, do they, you know, do they have enough, do they have a good enough year where they can go ahead and go to the, to the NFL draft? Do they need another year with statistics? Uh, you know, you got some sixth and seventh year seniors that have already been through some medical, uh, you know, waivers and things like that to get another year. Do they want to come back and play another year? That's a lot on your body. You know? Um, but I, I do think we've got, you know, three or four that could play at the next level, but they've got to, they got to have 
really good years, and then they got to play really well against the competition that scouts are going to turn on first, which, you know, obviously we've got the great thing about – you mentioned the schedule. The great thing about the schedule is every week you're playing, you have an opportunity to get a statement win. The bad thing about it is there's no guaranteed wins on the schedule. <laughs> so it's a very, very tough schedule, but when you're building a program, each and every week you have a chance to, to make a mark and to, to make a splash. So those guys would have to play well in those matchups for that to happen. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, but, but, like, you're talking about the, the schedule, the conference. I mean, I, and you can speak to this. How has this conference grown in the past couple of years? Because it seems to me as I'm looking up and down this roster, I know the coaching hires have been pretty good. How, is, how has Conference USA grown as a football conference? Well, you know, I mean, for me, it's just year one. And I was uh, – the talent is really good. I mean, not to mention the fact that me, the 20 and 27, 12-year-old looking head coach, or sitting in, sitting in a room with Butch Davis and Lane Kiffin and now Willie Taggart and Rick Stockstill, Doc Holliday, Skip Holt. You know, I mean, you go down the list on and on with a bunch of guys who have done it for a long time at a really high level. Uh, and then you got guys like Seth Luttrell and, you know, who's probably one of the quickest rising stars in the profession. I mean, they're all looking at me like, does Charlotte even care about football hiring this dude? Uh, you know, so it's, they're well coached. They're very talented, uh, you know, and, and each and every week anybody can beat anybody. And so there's, there's some parity in the league with some really, really talented teams that have opportunities, you know, in the non-conference schedule to, to help our, uh, our brand of football in the conference as well. Come on. You, you, get, you can't sell yourself short like that. Don't say that about yourself. Listen, man, I, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. I get it. Like, I got I to gotta earn respect. And so uh, I'm okay joking on myself. There's no, there's no problem with that. Listen, every day you walk into our office, you have the ability to be, uh, to be humbled, and, and I am every day I walk in here. What, what's the, uh, speaking of, before I let you go, you're a dad. You know, you, you like to make fun of yourself. I spent the entire weekend working on my lawn. I was seeding my, my I was seeding grass. I was watering it. I was mowing it. I was. I spent the entire weekend, Will, working on my lawn. What, what was the first moment you had where you were like, "Oh man, I'm turning into a dad"? Well, I think the biggest one that slapped me in the face was changing a dirty diaper. Oh it's yeah, like, okay. There's no turning back now. You know, I mean, this is. Uh, I, I say that. Eli and Wynn, my two kids, are the only humans in the country that can pee on me and poop on me, and I love them more. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it is a sick love. There's no question about it. Hey, how about my five-year-olds in kindergarten right now at Charlotte Christian? So, growing up fast, man, but, uh, yeah, definitely that first dirty diaper was a, was a sight for sore eyes. I hear you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate the time. Have a great week. You too, man. See ya. There you go. Will Healy, head football coach, Charlotte 49ers, with us on the Technicom hotline.